Goku's real, Andy. Yeah. Don't you remember all those times that he saved us from Majin <laughs> Buu, from Kid <laughs> Buu, from Cell? I'm picturing a big, like all those Bigfoot shows, but there's people who are convinced that there's just Goku out in the woods. <laughs> Another Goku sighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a blurry Nimbus cloud behind a tree. <laughs> That's it. You can see the outline of Goku. <laughs> Now, some people might confuse these for spirit orbs, but what it really is, is a Saiyan. Those are obvious Goku tracks. You can tell because he's eating all the time and he's ignoring his child. That's how you know it's Goku. Look how a single fistful of berries is missing. (laughs) We demand Joe Biden release the Goku files. We know you're keeping Goku from us. The truth is out there, Biden. Let him come on our podcast. Let him come on our podcast to show he's real. My name is... Mr. Sour Pickle. They are the visionaries. Rappling hood. Unlock it. It's all about helping people. Hold up with people. You're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? Help them fight Mondragore. Well, welcome, everybody. It's a Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's an adult podcast about children's cartoons, and I'm Rory. <laughs> cartoons? That's good. Beep, a better beep. way to go. <laughs> Who's got the keys to the Jeep? <laughs> I do. I'm Andy. I'm the key guy. And I'm Austin. I'm I'm the tune in the car. <laughs> no, you're the and song. I'm Allison, and I'm the Jeep. Oh, Allison's turbo team does not up here right now. (laughs) Boop, 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 boop. I just transformed into a Jeep. Oh, I fucking love that. I like it when that happens. I actually actually have a really uh, pertinent question. Are you one of those camo style Jeeps or are you like a a sort of girl boss Jeep that's all pink? Are you like a really sort of understated Jeep? Like what sort of Jeep are we doing? I am Missy Elliott's I Can't Stand the Rain circa mid-1990s matte black Jeep for cruising around the town. That's high marks for specificity. I think that's (laughs) Absolutely. Also, great great timing. It's a great pick. Thank you. Mid-90s is exactly where we want to be right now, too. That's that's primo Jeep territory and primo (laughs) late night cartoon territory. Yeah. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Ding ding, ding 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 ding! This is an Adult Swim arc. We're doing, uh, we're doing, especially I think, kind of the old, the old, the old guard of Adult mm-hmm. Swim. Yeah, yeah. it's summer. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's time to hit the pool, and we're adults. And <laughs> when you do that, uh, it's a, it's Adult Swim. All kids out of the pool. <laughs> adults are going to do nasty stuff in there now. It's the time of the night where the public pool lets adults do adult things in the pool. That's what there's it gonna, is, right? Yeah, there's gonna be fucking. There's gonna be <laughs> maybe gonna, like they're gonna play blackjack. We're gonna do our taxes. We're gonna yeah. rent. We're gonna rent cars from the pool. Damn. <laughs> they're gonna look through a phone book and and you know call numbers out of it. We're gonna sit down with our with our loved ones and sigh heavily as we start to write our wills for the first time. That's right. We're gonna page swim. through. Page through old photo albums of family the, members whose names uh, we've forgotten. Tell the same baby stories again. Yeah, yes. yes. the same baby stories the again. Exact Can you same do ones. that again? They're gonna look at the phone bill and they're gonna say, 
Uh, who, uh, who's texting? Who's texting more than uh, the the <laughs> amount of texts that we have? Who's who's doing that? Yeah, we're gonna do gonna, that at the pool. They're gonna they're gonna swim around in the pool and pull out their phones and open up TikTok and realize that makeup fucking changed in the last year and a half. And and straight jeans are in and skinny jeans are out and they're gonna middle feel really parts are old. in. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I feel like a real a real Allison crisis found its way into the adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm an adult. We're, we're going to be excited to get home to get home before 10 a.m. and watch Matlock. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I love Matlock. But but no, it's 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 a lot less like real adult stuff and a lot more like 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 drug content kind of right. Like stoner stuff. Adult Swim this started is for out, sure stoner content. Yeah, it's stoner content for sure at the beginning. And I. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get this out of the way. We're watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Harvey Berman Attorney at Law today. And I guess Space Ghost Coast to Coast is kind of like Adult Swim before Adult Swim was Adult Swim because they hadn't like, it was just on late at night on Cartoon Network yeah, and they, they were going yeah. branded it as a it thing. It was just a thing. <laughs> is anyone going to watch? It's like 11 p.m. It's like midnight. We got this 11 minute talk show. This fever dream of an experience. That- <laughs> Weird Al's on. I've got an adorable anecdote uh, mm, before mm-hmm. we before we get into space goes goes the coast. Uh, yeah. So when I was a, when I was a spry young child uh, of like ten, I was very naughty and loved to stay up past my bedtime. <laughs> and every now and then, when I knew that my parents were in bed, I would sneak out to the living room and try and catch Space Goes Coast to Coast while it was like airing. Uh, mm. And after like. Two or three Saturdays of pulling this off successfully, my mom caught me one night when I was sneaking <laughs> out to watch it. And so she sat down and she watched it with me. And it became one of our like favorite shows to watch as a family. Like if <laughs> wow. we were ever up super late, we would Aww. all just like blearily wander out and just laugh at, you know, Moltar and Space Ghost and Brack and sing all the songs. And it was like a beloved, cherished memory. And so when I called my mom to let her know I was doing this, the first thing she said was, <gasps> how are you watching it? Where can I find it? Like she was so thirsty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yep. very nice. I have a similar experience like that, Allison, except it yeah. wasn't Space Ghost. Well, it was MASH. Yes. But I, was, I, was, I was a little kid who fucking loved MASH. <laughs> and and my parents would uh, they put me to bed and then and then just put them out and then they just go watch TV and the MASH song like just rings through the house, right? Because it's just <laughs> it's just those sort of notes, those high notes. Yeah. And then I just should come running out and they're like, well, we can't put him to bed because that would be missing MASH. <laughs> that would be depriving a child of mash. Well, I think for them too. They're like, I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm watching mash. <laughs> Come on, Hawkeye's on. My suicide is painless. Mommy, let me watch mash. <laughs> okay, you got it. Yeah. All right. Gosh. All right. Uh. So. So we touched on this a bit we did a c-lab special earlier yeah. this year because uh, it's 2021 and uh so just to reiterate what was happening with cartoon network and with i don't know that channel and turner and all that kind of stuff was they had the whole hanna-barbera backlog they had the the mixed up files of hanna-barbera <laughs> and just could kind of start to do stuff with it and yeah, because no one kinda... else was watching Space Ghost or C Lab 2020. Like that's it's right. You know, 
they had Boomerang for their sort of dumping ground, right? Like, right. and I don't even know right. if that was around in the mid '90s. I think that was no, a later it was. invention. That was well, it I was. think I think I watched. I mean, the thing is, is when when Adult Swim stuff first came on, and I like when I was noticing it, it was just again like this fever dream of hey, <laughs> I all of these characters that did like shitty cartoons that I watched, and I had a base level understanding of. Birdman and Space Ghost and yep. some of those characters, mm-hmm. Quick Draw McGraw and you know I don't Peter know Peter Cap- Captain Caveman, all that Magilla all that, Gorilla, right? <laughs> yeah, like you have a base level understanding of these shitheads. Honestly, they they all suck. <laughs> they're bad. And they're really bad. They're really bad. And then you see them like making sex jokes, and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> now this I can get into. I know it's yeah. kind of hard to put into perspective, like how subversive this was at the time. Yeah, because yeah, th- nowadays, like oh, you know, it's a it's a, someone you know using a cartoon to make a make a dick joke. Like that's pretty common, but it's yeah. you know we we have Space Ghost and and C Lab and Harvey Birdman to thank for that, and that's and that's beautiful on the kids channel. Are we calling Harvey Birdman subversive? Like, I, I it mean, feels, it feels like it didn't. It wasn't riding the sort of razor's edge of edge. <laughs> no, of, of yeah, edge. We'll, we'll get no. into it. Yeah, I, uh, well, yeah. There's a there's a lot there's a lot that we can sort of poo poo Harvey Birdman for it when it when when we when we get there. And I I want to because I have lots of poo poo to give it. Uh, <laughs> but I want nothing. Stay more than tuned, to talk about. listeners. <laughs> Stay tuned for my poo poo. Please never, please never let me put that in the episode. I am also the tune. Remember, I'm the tune in the car. (laughs) You're the tune in the car. We're listening to you and we're going to drive off. Allison, I hope that's okay. We're going to drive you to Space Coast, Coast to Coast. I will drive myself and all of you to Space to to Coast to Space Coast. She is the Jeep. (laughs) She is the Jeep. Ghost Planet Ahoy. Beep. everybody beep beep uh we're here uh allison what does your horn actually sound like oh or is no that a personal sexually no, sound like <laughs> well no, no this, your horn this is missy elliott's actually. jeep from the song actually. i can't stand the rain um so yes it is just a straight beep beep who's got mm. the keys to the jeep vroom is about oh, the intonation that. she uses yes okay yes, i like that great well that noise has made has happened and that means we're here <laughs> at our first stop which means we are at Space Coast, Coast to Coast. And we watched two episodes, uh, one from season six and one from season seven. Uh, I didn't, I don't remember picking these episodes. Uh, uh, you weren't around. I wasn't around. That's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I picked these episodes. <laughs> do you want me to tell you why or do you want to just yeah, get into no, it? No, no, hit me up. I, uh, I there, the, the first the best I can the best I can sort of summarize it, the first couple seasons of Space Coast Coast to Coast has not like a normal feel, but is definitely trying more of the like just legit to- like weird talk show vibe stuff. And it was only after that they really started letting themselves sort of just completely lean into just like 
bizarre, absurd, almost like like post extra post modern, just like weird shit. And I wanted to find a couple episodes that I both remembered, right? Which is a tough sort of bar to clear. Like, what do Mm. I remember from the late 90s of watching this? (laughs) This thing is, again, a fever dream. It's a complete fever dream. So I wanted to find Mm. episodes that I remembered and also that I double checked in the internet also thought was good. Because praise the internet, they're they're our, you know, our guiding light. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um to, to, this is a precursor to what I was going to say to to Harvey Berman, but this is as good as a tip as I'm going to get. So I, yep. I want to say it. Please do. I did similar research for the episodes I want to pick for Harvey Berman. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, when a show is terrible, the, <laughs> the people who like it like... <laughs> Bad episodes. I don't. I am not positive we picked two good episodes of Harvey Birdman. Yeah. Well, so we, but yeah, we are talking about Space Ghost currently, and the first episode that we watched was called Fire Ant. It is from season six, episode seven. Special guest star Conan O'Brien. Uh, so here is the synopsis. Space Ghost spontaneously combusts during his interview with fellow talk show host Conan O'Brien. Later, after vaporizing an ant that bit him, Space Ghost finds another ant in the studio and vows to follow it home and kill its whole family. <laughs> I I am so impressed I, that they managed to like somehow like sift like like sift through the soil and the dirt to find the plot at the very yeah. end, like the very uh, center of the episode. Yeah. God, this is going to be more so than C-Lab. I think this is going to be the hardest show we've ever had to talk about. Yeah. Um, we, we can, l- let's, let's stay a little big picture for a second. So yeah. in case okay. anybody's never watched this, they have no fucking clue. The, the process of making this show best I can understand is that they would have people from the show conduct an interview with a celebrity. I, I've, I've never seen what, I, and I don't know that they've ever shown us what those actual interviews look like, but, you know, they know they're, it's not like a trick. They know they're being interviewed by Space Ghost, a cartoon talk show host. And they do a whole interview. And later, a writer's room situation happens where they sit down, they see the whole interview, and they go, what can we write around and recontextualize weird shit that the person that we have just interviewed <laughs> said to make it sound like they're talking about something completely different? And they write an episode around this interview that they've conducted, so, and that is what you get. So with with uh, Conan and Tom York, uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> be, because they literally say Space Ghost, that was my impression as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I was not positive that Bjork was an interview for the show. <laughs> I think she must be, but I don't know how they conducted that also, one. Also, yeah. it's Bjork, so it's going to be pretty hard to tell what she's interviewing <laughs> that's, for, even uh, when that's, you know. <laughs> that's 100% fair, but it, it just, it felt like, I mean, I'm not, because I don't want to dig on her, because I thought, because she's a lovely, she's a lovely woman. It felt that they were doing a lot of sort of in recontextualizing it through Space Ghost, whereas, yeah. you know, Conan and Tom mm-hmm. York felt more aware of the bits that were happening. Yeah. You know, so hold on. I think this is an unprecedented show, and I think we need to do something also unprecedented. Let me just read the synopsis for episode for the other episode we watched, because I think <laughs> oh, this yeah, is going to be it. like, this we is going to be like a, an amalgam it might make, it might be easier to talk yeah. about them, yeah, as, yeah. Uh, as a unit. So we also watched episode se- uh, season seven, episode three, Knife in a Round, 
Space Ghost has Moltar sub in as the show's host to keep Tom York distracted while he illegally copies the new Radiohead album. <laughs> Meanwhile, Space Ghost discovered he's married to Bjork, hate, but hates being a husband, especially to someone so eccentric. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> It's okay. So it's it is it's such a I'm, uh, we're gonna just do so many passive aggressive digs towards the the Birdman episodes that we watched. But I think it's a testament to how funny this show is that just the summary of what happens is really funny in a yeah. way that the summary yes. for the Birdman episodes will get, elicit no reaction. Yeah. Um. However, this uh this format is bizarre and uh it uses a lot of again sort of C Lab style like stock uh animation stock uh, images from the old Space Ghost cartoon from the 60s. Also, they do additional extra animation when needed for special sequences. And uh, and then sometimes they just kind of superimpose real-life fire onto Space Ghost's head as he spontaneously combusts and thinks <laughs> and nothing that, of it. And that becomes a sort of, um, I guess, um, motif of, of uh, Adult Swim shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the re- the real fire on top of the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, they do it. Tim and Eric, do- yeah, but they yeah, they, using, do, yeah, they just using put it on top a, of like Tim real and Eric, or yeah. 3D FX. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, stock 2D animation. Yes, it's very fun. It's, it's really good- funny. It's really funny. I want to bring us into talking about these shows with the. I think maybe the full fanfare introduction <laughs> of Conan O'Brien. As you as you hear this, I just want you to imagine Conan O'Brien on TV screen being slowly descended into the <laughs> room, um, and then Space Ghost being lowered. You know, after that, yeah, uh, <laughs> by a harness, a really shitty harness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that god it's so funny. It's, it's so nothing, funny. I there are there are several moments on, in both of these Space Coast episodes that have stuck with me forever since mm-hmm. when I watched them on television. Uh Space Ghost getting so mad. So like he spontaneously combusts because Conan starts making fun of him about his 1960s show and he's like it sucked and he's like talking about how like he he made a pitch to WB for a new show and they wouldn't listen to him and they don't like it. It's a bad cartoon and he's just slams his fist down and it sets on fire. And let me tell you something. There's nothing stupid about a teenage rabbit teaching good hygiene. Nothing. Come on. Let's just forget it. Uh-oh. Look at my hand, Conan. I'm looking at your hand. <laughs> and I fucking love his voice. There's, I, I don't think that anything carries this show more than uh, whatever that guy's name is, George something that does uh, that does Space Ghost's voice. He's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know. And like, I didn't watch a lot of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, but I watched a lot of Cartoon Planet. These sort of day, you know, kids ver. I, Kids it's version isn't ages. quite right. Yeah. The all ages sort of use of those characters and those techniques. It's uh, the variety show to Coast to Coast's talk show. Yeah, exactly. Uh. And I ate it up. I loved it. I loved Brack. I loved Space Ghost and Zorak and and all their crazy songs. And yeah, I, I suppose something that that and I, I along with 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 what was it? Cartoon Planet. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon Planet. Um, I think something something that almost feels like it needs to be mentioned because of how prevalent it was and and how usable um space ghost was in those like 10 or 20 second segments he was on all the ads for a long time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, he was it was it was huge, but in like such a weird way. Like, I don't think people knew how to respond to this like at all. Um, (laughs) It's like a new strange idea, Uh, especially like the whole content concept of like his co-hosts or like his band leader and his technician here on this show are Zorak and Moltar. And the implication is that they're on some sort of like work release program from being villains and they have to serve here like it, like trapped as his like co-hosts or whatever because they were villains on his 60s show. It's a really and powerful creative conceit. <laughs> it's good. It's really yeah. good. And, they, and yeah. everyone hates each other. And it's so good. And it gets so chaotic when that like the the interviewee already doesn't sound like they're in the same conversation they seem so confused mm-hmm. and then everyone is yelling and it's i don't know it's bananas <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's chaos for 11 minutes and then it ends and you're like i think i just saw the best thing i've ever seen yeah. and it and it i don't know if it really works when you're not watching it at midnight like i mean right. it does like it's yeah. funny but but it is really entirely meant to be seen not like binged on a tuesday at, at 4 p.m. But like, yeah, it's a fever the, dream at the, yeah, at the at very the, end of your day. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's it's that thing where you and your friend are making really dumb, stupid ass jokes at one in the morning and you're giggling over dumb shit. That's yeah. what this is. Yes, yes. It's that like high, that absolute high you feel when you're tired. And, and, it, and it feels like that's how it was written, because mm-hmm. a lot of the jokes have that sort of. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, sur- not surreal, but that the the leaps from A to B that happen when you're when you're that when you're that tired. Uh, yeah. Some of them are very <laughs> funny, and some of them really don't work. And that's yeah. exactly what Space Ghost kind of is, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's a little, it's not too bizarre, but you're, it's just not a joke. It's just yeah. random, th- random thing, random objects bouncing off each other. Totally, right. there's kind of a proto surrealism to the style of humor of space ghost like we haven't quite hit the like super weird like almost like dada equality of like tim and eric quite yet but like uh-huh. we're, we're we're so we're so in the oats right now i don't know the cut the song to... is pretty dada <laughs> that's true space ghost is <laughs> the knife song, song about knives the knife the knife song. Song. <laughs> i'm a knife knifing around Tom York right after that is like You take those those intelligent drugs. I don't need intelligent drugs, Tom, because I don't know what they are. Okay, Tom? Yeah. But I will put anything into my mouth that is given to me, whether it's supposed to go there or not, because I'm different. Oh man, while we're also speaking broadly, I love that this show manages to like bucket its celebrities into two categories. Like they're either like Conan, where they're so whip smart they're able to play around with the format, or they're just such fucking weirdos like Tom York and Bjork (laughs) that you just let them do their thing and whatever they do with their eyes is gonna be funny. Like Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they recorded Tom York and Bjork with the specific intention of putting them in the same episode I because really their names rhyme? I sure hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I want it to be true. This, uh, I mean, the reason why we just cannot beat for beat walk through these episodes is because it is just like It riffing. doesn't have beat. It it's just riffing. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just riffing. It's like trying to summarize a cool conversation you had over two hours with <laughs> yes. friends. It's like, you know, we were, I don't know, we were joking about some stuff. And then uh, I don't you kind of had we, to be there. Yeah, we saw a goat on the side of the road. Then that was fun. 
And he um, says, like when, it's, my goats it's and, like when uh, your parents ask you how school was. And you're like, how I don't was know. it? It was school. It was, was school. eight hours of my day or what? Well, well, I don't what, know. What did yeah, you, you do today? Did you learn anything? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, school. It was cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Space Ghost is just so fast. Like it's eleven minutes of just like riffing as fast as possible at you and double yeah. dog daring you to keep up. Like try and try and pay attention to this. Ah, and, don't worry about we'll make you laugh anyway. Like it's, and it's, it's this weird game. The way the way that it's written too, it it's almost like oh God, I'm I'm gonna get this wrong. Maybe somebody's gonna blast me for it. One of you one of you two. Is it is it a story circle? Ah, uh, like yes. That's, uh, like it's almost written like a story circle, but instead of it, like stories, it's jokes. Where like there's huh. like a couple jokes someone writes, and then like a weird angle off of what was just said prompts like is like written to seem like it prompted Conan to say something in a totally different topic, and then Space Ghost has a totally different idea, and it's like I actually I followed this like intuitively, I followed mm-hmm. why the conversation went this way. But in taking notes on this show, it's not like, and then someone did this. It's like fucking impossible to follow. Um, oh, shit. Right. You know what it is? It's written like, it's written like a 1990s Herald. Like, that's what it is. Oh, like a, like, a, like an improv Herald? Yes. But like the way that they used to do them, <laughs> where things aren't connected by like, first this happens and then this, but rather like nonlinear connections of ideas. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you right. said a they, sentence, yeah. I mentioned this, and I'm going to build off of that by taking this other interpretation of this one word in that sentence. Like, it's it's structured like a 90s improv <laughs> team, which is probably why probably the people what it was. were on probably it. Probably not yeah, that yeah, far yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I, wanna... I mean, and it's hard to it's hard to bring up like individual jokes because mm-hmm. they don't go anywhere. Like, there's not a further like conversation in the story and where that leads us. It's just like, well, and that uh, and that was funny. Yeah. There was like a, when I he can said bring up that one that I liked uh, because yeah, yeah. Uh, Zordok Z- uh, Zorak the Zorak the Mantis Man uh, wants to leave Zorak work, wants to leave work early to go break glass with his friend. <laughs> cool. Well, well, look, I got a friend coming by in about five minutes, so. uh... I gotta skate. What are y'all gonna do? I think we're gonna smash light bulbs out by the dumpster. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> by the dumpster? <laughs> you wanna break light bulbs down the dumpster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, when uh, Space Ghost can't get off the phone with Bjork, he says, "Hey, honey, I really want to go outside and smash glass with my mantis friend Zorak." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Uh. I my favorite. So if if there's just like a couple lines that we could just drop that are like yeah. funny yeah. on their own. Yes, uh, I have one um, early on. Uh, Moltar says, "Not a rush, but uh, Alpha Centauri is going to explode in about 15 seconds." And you know of this? Yeah, some friends of mine are doing it. <laughs> 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 Which is um, just very funny. <laughs> um, when Space Ghost is on the phone with Bjork. And talking about like being married, I think then he's talking to either Tom York or Moltar. Honestly, I can't remember, but he does yeah. say everything gets married, even animals and spiders. <laughs> My favorite was from the Knife and Around episode um, where Space Coast says something along the lines of Moltar, I have a giant brain that is able to reduce any complex machine into a simple yes or no answer. Okay, but that's not the CD. Burner. Moltar. Yes. <laughs> there's like a two minute bit of him just saying yes or no like whenever trying to turn on a machine and it's just yeah. it's so good oh. Moltar yes 
<laughs> he sighs heavily and then pulls the switch. Uh, on the Bjork conversation, I I would be really interested. I'm sure she was a good sport. She seems like a really good sport just in general as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she was totally on board with what they did with completely recontextualizing their entire conversation. But uh, like, th- there's a there's a really good sequence where because of course the, you know the shtick is that she's his wife and he forgot. And uh, and he's trying to get off the phone with her, and he says, uh, "Okay, so I'll talk to you when there is peace in space, <laughs> right? Because he's in a space war." <laughs> and then she pauses for a second and goes, "Yeah, you like salmon or trout? You know what? It doesn't matter because I love you so much yeah. that it's time for you to go to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> I just, the way that they use her as like a weird non sequitur machine, like you like salmon or trout. At the end, she calls him and he answers the phone and all she has to say is, I have to say, I am a great fan of triangles. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. It's very good. There is a funny part, uh, because of course they probably worked this in after the fact, but uh, Space Ghost says something about ice and she says, oh, I know a lot about this since I'm from Iceland. occurred to me while I was watching is like if you if you had a gun to my head and asked for me to describe the character of Space Ghost, I mm. don't think I could do it. Like No. I I love I love this show with all of my heart and I have no idea who Space Ghost is as a well, manic manic angry energy. Yeah, Bold yeah. Idiot. Now that Unhinged. now that I have a little context for it, I could say he's kind of a Captain Murphy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Another yeah. bold idiot. And yes. also kind of a Phil Ken Seven when we'll get to a Harvey Birdman. Like it's, um, it's we will. Adult Swim has this like archetypal, like manic, unhinged, deep voiced, uh charming <laughs> superhero. <laughs> and that's the epic guy in like five shows. <laughs> short of yeah. short of the deep voice would also apply to Master Shake. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different voice, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love it though. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I like it's Space Ghost is such an intangible character, and I think that's what makes him so captivating. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if all of Adult Swims used him as a template, basically yeah. moving yep. forward. Totally. I mean, all the same guys. I mean, Mike Lazo is you know right. like absurdly connected with all the shows that started up. You know, I mean, they started up because Space Ghost walked because they did this, and then they were like, oh. So let's do, you know, C-Lab. Let's fucking do Aqua Teen. Like, it was all just like, well, yeah, it, not not exactly doing the same content, but like, obviously, hey, we know a flavor that works because it's been working in this dumb, dumb time slot of like 11 or midnight or midnight 30. We got people to watch Cartoon Network at midnight. Something is <laughs> yeah. happening. Um, I want to talk really quickly about Fire Ant because it has two yeah. versions. Mm. Um, there is the version that aired that I watched when it was on TV. And then there is the version that they syndicated and showed later and put like on HBO Max. Uh, the version that you can't find, and I, I think you can find it on the Adult Swim website, maybe. Uh, but it's it's 10 minutes longer. Uh, it's a 22-minute episode instead of a 12-minute episode. And it's not because of more content. So <laughs> at a certain point, <laughs> Space Coast... I think possibly blames his uh, spontaneous combustion on a, an ant that bit him. 
and uh, he blasts the ant, and then there's another ant, and he's like, It's probably just another different ant. A second ant? <laughs> no, no. It's his brother avenging the death of his twin. It's his twin brother! Really? <laughs> I'm going to follow him home. Kill his whole family. Well, Space Ghost, at the end of an interview, it's traditional for the talk show host to say, thanks for being here, Conan. This was Conan O'Brien. Check out his show on NBC at 1235. You didn't do that. You completely blew me off. Where are you going? This ain't. And at that time, there is a 10-minute complete a uh, ridiculously long sequence of Space Ghost walking very slowly through many, many static scenes, like <laughs> almost on hands and knees, following this ant, <laughs> continually mumbling and humming to himself, like basically just humming constantly. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't understand why, but I, I, I did a quick Google and it is, I think, the same year that Family Guy did their big giant chicken fight. And I think that there is something in the air that said really long sequences are funny and they're going to be funny for about a year and we should do them. <laughs> ah. right, right. You know what right. I mean? The yeah. really, really long bit has been a thing before mm -hmm. and it continues to be a thing. Um, I think what makes it so strange with and perhaps what worked so well for once, or not for once, but as a one time thing mm. in Space Ghost was that they sort of broke the the like scheduling for it right like, yeah they did <laughs> so like you you there's no possible way to like see it coming <laughs> it's an 11 minute show and then it just kept going <laughs> and nothing's happening which like, again it, adding to that like surreal fever yeah. dream mm -hmm. like the show is coming unspooled yeah can you imagine if you were what if you were sitting and watching the office and it just never ended <laughs> 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 and it's like, and it's like Michael Scott just sort of like drooling in place for for ten minutes, and be like, "Am I dying? Like, what? Is Am I having a stroke?" Yeah, and I mean, there's visual interest in the segment, right? I mean, like the, the he's like I said, he's in different places. At one point, he goes over a cliff and then under the cliff, and he's like upside down, still crawling. Yeah. He goes underwater. He goes past like an underwater city. He comes back out from the water. Yeah, and then it all ends when he gets to this giant ant creature and is like, hey, your son just bit me here. I want to know what you're going to do about it. <laughs> your son is a moron. And then and then the credits roll. Uh, it's it's just, it's wild. And it, and it defies explanation. And I loved it. I fucking loved this show when I was so, oh. Yeah, same. God. It's a feeling. It's a state of mind. It's mm -hmm. not, it is not a linear experience. It's your brain. <laughs> Just kind of going on a dial tone for 11 minutes, and it's bliss. And then there's and well, celebrities. I mean, the episodes we watched were sort of towards the back end of the catalog. But, mm -hmm. I mean, for 1999, this is so far ahead of what's going on in the rest of comedy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, I, I watched, I watched a, uh, a com I went looking for, like, commercials for it or whatever, because I was interested to see, like, how did people even talk about it? And there was a local news segment that I found where they talked to like the editor of the show and like a couple other people. And uh, it's it's so funny re getting reminded what 1999 was like yeah. because they showed you like the, some guy working on a computer. And first of all, the computer was terrifyingly old. 
but they were talking about like, for the Cartoon Network, it's cheap programming that seems to have touched a nerve. We are deluged that we, we had to hire somebody just to answer. The only thing they do all day long is to answer electronic mail. Women want dates with Zorak. <laughs> A little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like this show came out when we still called it electronic mail. Well, yeah, I, I, it's now occurred to me. So there, there had been a, a, a little bit of a spike actually in sort of, you know, weird sketch TV, right? Because we, we had had at this point... Both Mr. Show Mr. and the Show. Dana Carvey right. Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like some weird shit was getting was getting on the air. Um, yeah. God, the Dana Carvey Show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rip in peace. Yeah. Uh, should we move along? Move. I move think along? so. Yeah. I think so. Mosey. It's time. We're going to be shameless again. It's it's time to ask you uh, to, to seriously consider calling 1-800-SATURDAY-MORNING-TUESDAY's phone line for helping us pay for stuff.patreon.com because this is our Patreon oh, segment. That's hello. All the fo- that whole thing is the phone number. Oh, hello. Yeah. I'm a new character. You know who oh. I am. I'm the Piper. And it's time oh, to pay okay. me. It's time to pay me your glittering coins. It's the Piper. Do we get what do we get if we if we pay you the coins though? Well, if Mr. you pay Piper. me, you get access to our Patreon. Is that yeah. <laughs> is that worth it? <laughs> <laughs> is, is I was just I, is Patreon your your idea of an old timey Patreon? Patreon. You, just sort of, you changed one the vowel Piper, sound. The Piper's Patreon. <laughs> pay me. Cool. What's your Patreon for, pay, Piper? I do the pipes. I like laying pipe, if you know what I mean. Woohoo, Piper. Wow. Oh, no, wow. this is a nasty boy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nasty one. Well, if that one doesn't sound appealing to you, I want you to know that you don't have to pay the Piper for his Patreon. We have one of our own, and we have some pretty reasonable non-sexual rewards for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually I, in the I form swear of... I'm cool. I took a couple <laughs> classes, and now I'm fine. <laughs> No, but we've got—I don't know—we've got—we've got a selection of, of fun things for you. We get—you get episodes uh, of of this show a few days early. You get uh, unique patron-exclusive episodes that we've made for this show, and we'll soon be making one or two from uh, for Infinite Backlog, our sibling show, and uh, and and lots of other little things. You get to vote on some of our things that we watch, uh, and you also get to have a fun extra exciting color on our discord uh did i forget anything big the post oh i did forget something big there's the postcard if you give us enough money shane and uh shane our 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 other collaborator does uh special art on postcards and you can get mailed a custom postcard with a little message on it for you and that's just like that's just like a selection of the fun stuff that you might get if you don't pay the piper (laughs) <laughs> Please don't give our money Ooh, to the hello. Piper. Oh, did somebody say my name? The Piper. <laughs> Piper, I swear to God, can you just do the one thing we asked you to do and say the name of our newest patron? Oh, of course. Uh, our newest patron who paid the Piper is Alexander. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yes, thank you. 
You kick we, ass. We, we, we do deeply apologize <laughs> for <laughs> any Piper-related misfortunes <laughs> that come your way. <laughs> was not talked about before the, before the bit began. <laughs> Oh, pipe you later? <laughs> no! <laughs> nice to pipe you! <laughs> no! Okay, time for a short segment, I think, maybe. Uh, This is Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Uh, I'll do the thing that Austin did earlier, and I'll read both of the uh, the episodes off. So we watched uh, Season 2, Episode 1, which is called Black Watch Plaid. When Harvey's boss, Phil Ken Seven, believes his office has been burgled, he installs a series of oppressive security measures at the firm. And we also watched Season 3, Episode 2, Harvey's Civvy. Murrow the Marauder sues Harvey for injuries suffered in 1967. Murrow's lawyer, the the psychically bombastic Shado the Brain Thief, not only litigates Murrow's case, but introduces a class action lawsuit as well. And I did not watch this show when it aired. I think that's true for all three of us. Maybe Allison's the only one who did watch it at the time. Is that correct? It's just me. Yeah, it was It was me um, staying up past my bedtime. But I remember <laughs> the feelings were mostly like, hey, this is funny every now and then. And then I distract myself because I'm a child and I don't like law. Plus. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think also it ex- its contemporaries uh, may have dulled how how poorly it has aged. Because mm-hmm. e- even you go back and watch what I thought were very tame shows, like Friends or Will and Grace, mm-hmm. they've got they they're getting away with some pretty pretty upsetting humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because so many of these early Adult Swim shows were just fucking around with Hanna Barbera characters. Mm-hmm. It really is kind of hard to tell where one show ends and another begins. Yeah. When, you know, when you're watching it in these weird blocks, and suddenly like Secret Squirrel is on is on TV, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Secret Squirrel, but they're doing like one off bits about Secret Squirrel. But now Secret Squirrel's a sexual predator. Right, but now he's a (laughs) sexual predator. And I don't know, it's it's interesting because I think it serves this kind of, um, I don't know, intermediate demographic between, like an on-ramp between watching being the kid and watching Boomerang and watching like the the, the daytime shows uh, on Cartoon Network. And then like, oh, now you're 13 or 14 and now you want to see those same cartoons but what if they made gay jokes instead right. is kind of is kind of like the yeah, demographic right. they're going for yeah this one this one uh this show was this show started in 2000 and uh apparently so something i didn't mention about space ghost it ran a long time it went 1994 to 2004 and then it had two more years 2006 to 2008 on game tap are you were you aware Whoa, of this? No. They did two seasons. They did two years on GameTap for Space Ghost, where Space Ghost just interviewed video game industry people. Woof. That sucks. Yeah. 
yeah, totally sucks. Ugh. And then and then and then and then it's dead. And they've done a couple like scattered interviews with people since then. Like I think they did Zoe Saldana for Avatar as like a promotional thing. And you know, Speak. I think there's even one with Tommy Wiseau when Adult Swim aired The Room on April oh, Fool's wow. Day. <laughs> Speaking um, of things that sucked, let's talk about Harvey Birdman some more. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, anyway, yes, yes. So uh, this actually just had a special episode that they released in 2018, like a like a movie. And there is currently this this year, they just aired the first season of a spinoff called Bird Girl. And I don't understand why this brand is one that has lasted. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a fucking great name. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's and it's an iconic look. And um, I'm hopeful that the spinoff is good. I I, I don't wish ill on on its on its. uh, on the progeny of a show that is tainted by terrible comedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. It's just really bad. And and the thing about like humor that doesn't age well is that it's inevitable, mm-hmm. but usually it's part of a show that is good or was mm-hmm. good. And uh-huh. I, I I I can't I can't in good conscience hope that a, any other person watches this show and and gets me and that it earns any more money than it has already made for anybody involved. In it's it. <laughs> the, these these two episodes have some it's objectionable and it's shit so in it. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts a little bit to see. Uh, and I mean, most of it is if unless I'm uh, completely off my rocker, most of it is with is with Peter Potamus. Yes. Um, yeah, he's an awful character. He's, he's an awful, bad. awful character uh, who is constantly, oh, my God, there's, so Peter Potamus, yeah, Google him if you don't know who he is in the in the Hanna-Barbera or whatever, but, like, he's portrayed as, like, sort of a, a horny womanizing lawyer who doesn't give a shit, and he's always making out with some intern or receptionist or something, mm-hmm. and by making out, I mean he's got a big hippopotamus tongue, and he puts it all over... Her whole head. Big and sound effects that don't feel good. It it just, it feels so terrifying and predatory. <laughs> it's well, that's just the thing gross is it, to see. Yeah, you could, because in the audio format, uh, a sort of lecherous hippopotamus is a little funny. Mm-hmm. But as a cartoon, it's really not, pl- they don't play up the graphicness of like how a hippopotamus would you know, have sex with a human. We just have it. <laughs> yeah. We don't see that. We just see him say really rude, gross things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then is covered in 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 normal human sized lipstick kisses, <laughs> or uh, yeah, or he's just like which God, again, yeah. which would be fine if he was like, I just got back from uh, you know a date, but instead he was you know pr- predatoring the intern. Like, well, yeah. and it. And it makes it more so much more pronounced when again all of these shows are Hanna, the same Hanna Barbera characters. Mm-hmm. Only Space Ghost did not doesn't care about like trying to make out with all of the women or whatever. You know, it's right. like it's right. such a like it's such a difference in style of comedy made the more jarring because they're all kind of in the same style, like visual. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Potamus was the one that gave me a moment while I was watching of just like, man, I watched this as a kid. Like, Right, I know. That's messed up. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing when you return to those like old pieces of content from like more than like five years ago where you're just like, oh, 
Yeah. I just didn't look at this part. There's things, yeah, yeah. there's things that I that I uh, quite enjoy. I, I don't know that I would say I love them, but things that I know that I enjoyed the experience mm-hmm. having exactly. and that I, and that I will not risk a second view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, and I think well, that's I mean, exactly even, it. Yeah. I, I think back to just even like the YouTube videos I was watching in freshman year of college mm-hmm. and like the stuff that we all thought was funny at the time. And that was only like, what, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me it's long. Don't no. tell me it's mm-hmm. more than that. It's probably more than that. Um, don't do but math. like, and I'm not doing the math, but you know, yeah, shit changes. It's okay. We have, we have these memories of like really enjoying something. We were in a different spot, et cetera, et cetera. It is tough in 2021 to watch some of this stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, and it's, if it would have been so much, and I hate, I hate saying this, right? Like this seems gross to say, but I still kind of mean it. It almost would have been easier to swallow if the rest of the jokes had been funnier. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- that, and that's, and that's what I was saying about shows like Will and Grace, right? We're like, yeah, some jokes don't really age as well, but you still had a really funny show to sort of allow mm-hmm. those things to 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 fade out of your memory, the jokes that don't hit. Help you shrug them off a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to talk a little bit about in a different in a different way. I want to talk about the first episode we watched, Blackwatch Plaid, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the better of the two, I it think. Is, is, yeah. is the better of the two, yeah. Um but it, it and it's I don't know it's upsetting for a different reason I think so the style is going for um, the whole main character of this episode is Phil Ken Seven who is, has an eye patch Stephen and Colbert Stephen Colbert being very <laughs> very Stephen very Colbert. Stephen Colbert <laughs> yeah and I think he totally keeps this episode buoyed yes uh, yes but um, the writing style of this episode, the the whole conceit is that I'm a big idiot and, and every everything in my office has been stolen. The big giant Buddha and the, the grand piano and like clearly none of those things were ever there. Yes. None of those things are there. And it's it's just it's hard to get comedy out of the just like this is silly and nonsense. Well, isn't this two, this is like 2006 or seven, right? Uh, no, probably. Oh, one. This might I be think. a little Just, earlier. Yeah. Oh, one. I thought you said it was like six years older than than Harvey Birdman. Well, no. So, so Harvey Harvey Birdman started in two thousand. Space Ghost started. Oh, I'm in sorry, Space Ghost. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So I will give it a little bit more credit then than than I, I was giving it because I I had sort of adjusted my calendar accordingly and felt like all of the Patriot Act comedy was <laughs> oh, yeah. far too dated to really work. Yeah. No. This was, it was happening. very timely. This was yeah. Timely, <laughs> timely Patriot Act comedy. So yeah. I'll, I'll give it that because I you know. You got you mm-hmm. got to stick it to the man when you can, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's this yep. very very early Bush era humor, and I like and, and I mean Bush is in one of the episodes briefly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Cheney's in there too. Yeah, uh, there's a sequence that I that I kind of there's like a couple little bits in this episode that I did like and they got a, a chuckle out of me. So obviously, uh, it, it's it's unclear whether Phil's whole like. Uh, oh, everything's been stolen from me is either just him going a little nutso and thinking that's real or is a thin, like, excuse for installing a shit ton of security cameras in gross places around the office. That's why I went. That's why I went. Yeah, yeah. it's an Iraq war thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so because he's done that, there is a sequence where, uh, and and, and Harvey Birdman is Gary Cole, by the way. And Gary Cole, I love him to death. I'll I'll always go out for Gary Cole. I love him. He does a good job as Birdman, and he's sitting there, and uh, they're like, So, where do you think Cappy Paranoid's going to stick the camera? 
Oh, I wouldn't worry about it, Peanut. It's not like he's out to tape us. We're the people he's trying to protect. I mean, we're not the criminals here, right? And we're seeing this through a camera and then another camera from another perspective. And then we hear it muffled as there's a camera inside what seems to be someone's butt. And it came out of nowhere. And it's such sophomoric humor. But, like, it did make me laugh. I have to give them that credit. Like, it got me in that that specific moment. Well, and it's Um, interesting because when they cut to camera footage, they do a bunch of live action filming. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I remember that fondly. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of a fun concept. Um, I think it works better through the camera lens, like, mm-hmm. and not when they just straight up just do live action, like, cut scenes and or whatever. That, that continues. I guess you could call that, you could say that it happens in Space Ghost, too, because he interviews live action. In, sure. In Aqua Teen, the sort of, mm. the, pro, the, the, the everything on TV is, is live action. Yes. And the, in the mm-hmm. cartoon world is the real world. Yeah, it it's very surreal, but it, it has a sort of logic to it that you can follow. I just totally. I think it's funny because it's clearly cheaper for them to film stuff in live action, yeah, shitty yeah. costumes. Absolutely. Than to animate the harder, like, uh-huh. action based things, mm-hmm. the weird angles or whatever, than they're like, uh, it's from like a top angle. Let's just film it. Yeah, there is there is a there is a single moment of uh, of lucidity here where uh Phil has noticed that his intense scrutiny and surveillance has increased productivity in the office. <laughs> and so his plan is to just keep going like, oh, yeah, well, if, if this worked once, what could go wrong by removing all employee freedoms? <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm sure this is hard hitting political commentary. Like I said, the, sure the, the office commentary I find to be uh, still relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. And the no, Patriot Act true, still true. is. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. It was it was a generally inoffensive episode, although, you know, it, it was still a little just like silly for silly's sake. And yeah. then he's got like, Phil has this like terror watch, these terror watch levels yeah. and a crime watch. And then it goes up to like a plaid pee-pee pants or whatever. It, just, uh, it yeah. goes yeah. up like, to uh, the Rush album. Thing. That's the that's the top. Right. Yeah. And then it goes, it goes to up to album. the seminal Rush album moving pictures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid joke. Also, I've noticed a couple of you have slipped back into being able to concentrate on your work and somehow managed to control your bowels, which means I have no choice but to terrify you by ratcheting up the alert level a couple of notches to Blackwatch Plaid. I'm going to raise the warning system from Blackwatch Plaid to the cover of Rush's seminal album Moving Pictures. The Rush joke was funny. I wish they, yeah, I wish they... Really didn't couch that in the plaid joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I and and uh, against maybe my better judgment, I did find the the end sequence with Secret Squirrel on trial kind of funny because they it's 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 a good use of the original footage where Secret Squirrel, the original Hanna Barbera, is always like he's Donald, he's he's Daffy Ducking, he's he's got no pants on, right? He's wearing nothing right, but the right. trench coat. And whenever he needs a gadget, he opens up his trench coat really wide and he's got a gadget inside. And, uh, you know, recontextualizing that as somebody thinking that he's flashing them and maybe he really is, is kind of funny. And so it's like, as you can see, my client regularly has to open his coat and pull out a piece of equipment. I'll say necessary to do his job. <laughs> I I think I would have liked it if we had watched 10 episodes and that was the horniest point. I mm. could get behind that. I could get behind uh-huh. that. But I yep. watched two and the show is pretty horny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yes. true. Yeah. It's, it's also, I mean, it does kind of show the 
what theoretically is the core concept of this show that I think I'm more interested in as a concept than the actual execution, but is putting all of Hanna-Barbera on trial. Like the idea that like every episode we're kind of like putting Hanna-Barbera on trial. And that's kind of what, you know, but like, that's kind of what they're, what they set out to do. Right. I mean, by, by image, by appearance. I also watched the first episode of the show of season one, just to kind of like Mm -hmm. give it a, give it another shot just to kind of see how it started. And the whole episode is putting, um, is creating a custody battle between John, or Johnny Quest, dad, Dr. Dr. Quest, almost said Dr. Venture, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Quest and Race Bannon. And it's like, the whole joke is that they're, is like, they're gay. Um, uh, yeah. Like they're more than friends or what is like the whole sort of running, running gag is that they're like gay. They're like, they're gay. See? And then they're <laughs> having a custody funny battle. That's a joke. So, Get it? Right. Okay. Right. This, uh, I think the thing that's such a tragedy about this show then is that it feels like it was 20 years too early. <laughs> like, if they had approached this concept with, like, the intentionality that it could have, I think it could be a lot more entertaining and a lot more mm-hmm. cutting in a way that actually says something. But because mm-hmm. it was in, you know, an era where we hadn't really collectively... Well, we had jokes already at that point. They could have used those. <laughs> <laughs> jokes did yeah. exist at that time. But, like, I don't think the... Giving ourselves permission to think critically about the past wasn't as much of a thing as it was as it is now. Uh, so well, yeah, the yeah. jokes the jokes needed tweaking, it, but I think the concept and, could have been tweaked as well. And it is fun because in this case, uh, this is a like media conglomerate that does not care about how they use their characters, mm-hmm. unlike say maybe Disney, right. which guards all of their IP very closely and very carefully, and would never allow you know right. a late night mm-hmm. show to like show Elsa from Frozen, you know, <laughs> doing whatever silly adult um, yeah. thing she could be doing or whatever, you know, like totally right to, to see that nobody gives a shit about what they do with the Hanna-Barbera characters yeah. is kind of fun and novel, especially yeah. now. I feel as though this should have been, it just should have been more satire. Yeah, like exactly. If they, if they leaned into that. And I think that there is something like they do a couple ideas again, even in that second episode, which we don't want to talk about apparently, because I I'm totally on board I'm with that. Fine yeah. with that. Totally fine not talking about it. But there is one funny idea, which is that they have this concept that what if all of the people that Birdman beat the shit out of in the 1960s formed a class action lawsuit for all of their long term injuries they suffered? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a good nugget. And yeah. it's it's lost. It's completely right. lost. They don't do anything with it. So they can right. So they can make like horny secretary yep. mm-hmm. boob boob jokes or whatever. Yeah, or weird mind <laughs> yeah. control jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I I I blame the internet for the choice of these episodes, but I I don't know. If there are way better ones or if the show really hits its stride, please let us know. Please. Like, yeah, I'd like yeah. to be I wrong. would love to, you know, get to the the good stuff if it, mm-hmm. if it is there. This is a show that feels like if we happen to watch two really poor representations, that an addendum would be merited because we did just shit on it for an hour. And, it, <laughs> yeah. and, that, and, and from what I've seen of this show, it was totally validated. Right. But uh, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll eat my I'll eat a little crow. Yeah. Mmm, crow. Mmm, crow. Delicious, <laughs> crow. delicious crow. <laughs> We're not above crow here. Uh, yeah, I wish, man. 
Baby Allison had a good thing going on with Space Ghost, and I'm going to choose to remember those childhood memories. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll always have Space Ghost. We'll always have Space Ghost. <laughs> That was the first two of our. Uh, I think we're going four weeks on yeah. uh, on yes. um, on Adult Swim. Let's 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 leave off with some happy feelings about about Space Ghost and Space sort Ghost of the shows I was, the shows that we're gonna watch later. I was not a huge watcher as a kid, and so um, I I was pleased how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah, real gold in there. Like, please watch through more Space Ghost. It's it's just a delightful snapshot in time. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> not sponsored. Not a deal. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. No. Not no, that I app am. is terrible. <laughs> I will say, I, I don't know if you have a favorite Adult Swim show. I don't know if we'll get to it. Um, Probably not. You, you know, there's just so much. I just want to say as a caveat before you get yeah, super sure. excited that There's we're going to watch like Squidbillies or something because we're not. <laughs> you know, we're not going to. We may not get to your weird favorite because again, there's just a lot out oh, there. Oh man, no Lucy Daughter of the Devil. Come on. No, it's not happening. Sorry. No, or Super Jail. Probably <laughs> not. Oh, um, maybe jail. not. Oh, wow. But let's let's get it. Let's get ahead of the disappointment then, uh, and and excite several of you. We are going to spend the rest of this arc watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Metalocalypse, and Frisky Dingo. Oh, my yeah, God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Some of that is Dingo. just because it's what we want to do. Right. <laughs> 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 we had to draw a line in the sand somewhere. Harvey Birdman and Metalocalypse. I think they're the ones that we're throwing in because, because well, I guess, Austin, you're, you're like our Metalocalypse. I, I watched sort of. a Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse I, I is good. Yeah. I watched a bit and thought it was good. I just I just never had got into it. Like, I never, like, okay. sought it out after afterwards. But what I saw of it was good. Metalocalypse pulls a fast one on you at the end. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a trip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I never watched like any of it. So I'm excited for that. So in a couple weeks, because we're doing our, uh, our sort of biweekly schedule right now, we're going to be hitting you with some Aqua Teen content. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Do we have, do we have any final thoughts? Anything else we want to say other than a big thank you to my friend, Allison, everybody's friend, Allison? I, I just, while, while we're, we're wrapping it, I do, I think the real, the real selling point of Harvey Birdman, I think really was those moments when you can see, hey, they're making an adult joke about Speed Racer, right? Because mm-hmm. they've got Speed Racer in there or a Secret Squirrel or like getting those those cameo characters in. That's that still is. With, yeah, right? I guess it still I is rare. It, in a yeah. world where I had sort of absorbed all of this Hanna-Barbera Speed Racer content and I'm familiar with these characters mm-hmm. and then somebody's making all these sort of you know, teenage jokes about things I know, I I could see enjoying it, but... Like, on its own merits as a show, it just doesn't have a lot of juice. But... I mean, it is it is interesting because I think I think maybe it's even it's even it would be even harder to make something like this today with other content because I think I people have just gotten more up their own ass about their own brands and all the stuff that they own, like, like you said about what does Disney, it mean I feel for like... the cinematic universe, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's sort of uh, <laughs> we got one shot at a big piece of content like this back in the yeah. early aughts. <laughs> and actually, this is just this week they're they're doing a Jellystone TV show. With the regular show creator doing like Yogi Bear and then all of the Hanna-Barbera characters oh, all wow. sort of living and doing, 
I guess jokes. Wow. Um, I guess so jokes. I guess we'll jokes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think there's yeah. room for like an MCU babies. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel babies. <laughs> Wait, have you guys done Muppet babies yet? Not yet. It's, it's hard what? to find. It's like impossible to find Muppet Babies. Wow. I don't know. It's bananas. I we want to. Yes. If we I I don't know if I want to make this promise to you right now, but I kind of want to that if we watch Muppet Babies, we'll call you. Oh, please yeah. do. Please do. That Cause, sounds charming. Cuz cuz I if we can find a way to watch that, I would love it. Um hit us up. Hell yeah. If you have yeah. a secret, you know, if you, you know, listeners, if you have like a secret trove of Muppet Babies VHS tapes, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, call us. Hey, listeners, if you're a Muppet out there who has some old family videos of you <laughs> as a child, send it You want to show it to us in the pool. <laughs> if you're, if you're Nanny. Uh... <laughs> hey, Nanny, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the Nanny cam. All right, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Allison. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for having me, Viking.